Welcome to Let's Talk Farm to Fork, the post-harvest podcast that interviews people making an impact in the fresh produce sector. We'll take a deep dive into what they do and find out how they're helping to reduce the amount of food lost or wasted along the farm to fork journey. But before we get started, did you know that according to the UN's Food and Agriculture Organization, around 45% of the world's fruits and vegetables go to waste each year? If you would like to learn more about how you can practically play your part in maximizing fruit and vegetable supplies, whether you're a part of the industry or simply a consumer, visit postharvest.com and try out their free online course library today. Now, time for your host, Mitchell Denton. Welcome to Let's Talk Farm to Fork, the post-harvest podcast that interviews people of interest across the food supply chain. Today on our show, I'm joined by Post Harvest's very own Michael Potus, who I will be talking to about how our innovative sensor technology is working towards reducing the amount of annual food loss within the fresh produce industry. So with no further delays, let's get started. Hi, Michael. How are you? Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Hello, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Before we get into it, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. And while you're at it, please tell us something about yourself that most people don't know. Oh, okay. Um, So first of all, my name is Michael. I'm based in Sydney, Australia. The weather here is generally pretty good. Um, I've got a degree in electronics engineering and my whole career has been involved in working with startup companies. I've worked with a whole bunch of them. And most of them involve some kind of novel or special new technology that provides benefits beyond what's already available in the market. And around four and a half years ago, I founded a product design consultancy called Boost Design. And what we do is we help new inventors and startup companies develop new products, technology products specifically. We've got a stack of engineers. They've got a wide range of experience, electronics, mechanical, software and firmware and all sorts of things like that. And we work on all sorts of different products. And that's in terms of why I'm here. That's how I met uh, you guys at Post Harvest, which was working on development of that product. So something interesting about me, that's a tough question to answer. Um, But look, one thing that people don't know about me, or at least a lot of people I know now who didn't know me back then, but I used to be a DJ and I used to play techno at dance parties and tour around the place to different cities and generally have a whole lot of fun. It was some good times back then. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is blowing my mind. What kind of music are we talking about here? Uh, Well, you know, there was, you know, it sort of changed as the genres changed and what was popular in different places, you know, sort of changed as well. But I used to play a lot of house music. I went through all sorts of things like hardcore techno through to dark house and tech house and stuff like that. So Amazing. I wish I knew this sooner. That's great. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Michael, the DJ. I was going to ask this question later, but it seems like we're currently on the topic. I just want to know, what's one thing you wish you'd known before you began your career in engineering and developing innovative products? Yeah, look, that's a good question. Look, I wish I knew just how much fun it would be, you know, so it's always great to have something to look forward to, but I've really enjoyed my career. I think I've chosen the right one for me. I wake up in the morning thinking about designing cool stuff and being involved in exciting projects, and it would be hard to predict that and i'm pleased with my choice but at the time of course you don't always know that yeah great great well on that note let's talk farm to fork 
So continuing on from you telling us what you do, would you mind telling us a little bit more about how our innovative product works, what its purpose is, and where within the food supply chain it operates? Sure. So look, your product could be simplified to be called a high-end gas sensor, and it's used for measuring trace elements of ethylene gas in the air. And look, the reason that's important is that ethylene gas is known to both predict and influence the ripening process of fresh produce. So it's a very powerful tool to understanding what's going on to give us insights as to where produce might be in the ripening cycle and then allow decisions to be made as to how to best optimize the storage and supply to market of the produce. What's very cool about your product is it uses some very special technology in order to make it work. It's got a special gas treatment process. And what that allows it to do is take very low levels of ethylene gas in room air. So we're talking measurements in the parts per billion, which is very, very small amounts. And being able to amplify that so that it can be detected using an electrochemical sensor. And once we get those readings, then what we can do is apply some proprietary algorithms to them. And then from that, we can work out a very accurate ethylene gas concentration level. So in terms of where the system goes, where it fits in the sort of supply chain, it's really anywhere that food is stored for any period of time. And so that would be the food storage areas, cold storage rooms, you know, after produce is delivered from the farm and usually before it's delivered to the market. Yeah, great. So on the back end of that, what would you say separates post-harvest technology from its competitors? Well, first of all, Understanding who the main competitors are is really important in answering that question. Probably the biggest competitor to the post-harvest product is visual or physical inspection of fresh produce. So it's just someone actually having a look at it and saying, does this look like it's okay? Look, it's very subjective and it's hard to get it right. It requires training. And that's not always easy in a food supply storage type of environment where sometimes the staff may be coming through. They may not have been working there for a long time and may not have ever had the opportunity to receive the training required to be able to do a really good visual or physical inspection in order to make a good decision as to when it's time to, or if something needs to be done with that fresh produce. There's other methods which I think are are more sophisticated, including things like microbiological testing and even lab gas testing. And both of these methods, they're out there, they're being used, but they are expensive and they're slow. So in some cases, it might take a week to get a result. So in that time, the produce can be completely spoiled in between when you get your sample and when you actually get a result. So it's not really a, you know, a great technology for making decisions now. The other problem with those technologies is because they are, they're quite, I mean, they use expensive equipment and they're labor intensive they're you know, nearly impossible to automate en masse. So that's sort of some of the issues there. So when we compare that to the post-harvest system, on the other hand, that takes all of the subjectivity out. It replaces that visual inspection, that instant visual res- inspection, but it puts the data behind it as well. So it can sit in place of something like microbiological testing or lab gas testing and provide you nearly an instant result operating sort of 24-7 and requiring essentially no labor once it's been installed. So it's pretty different to the current standard practice. Yeah, absolutely. It seems that the sensory test methods certainly involve a lot of guesswork and leave a lot of room for human error. 
while some of those expensive lab tests you were mentioning simply don't provide actionable data within a practical window. You and I know this, but for the listeners out there, overripe fruit and vegetable products in storage can have irreversible effects on neighboring products from exposure in a window as little as two hours. So I mean, getting results a day late even can be a bit of a wasted practice. But following on from that, what do you think is the biggest challenge with sensor technology right now and how are we going to overcome it? Yeah, look, I think that's a really great question. I think that the biggest issue with other sensor technologies in the market at the moment, so if we step away from what we talked about the competitors and we look at the technology that's out there, what we find is achieving that combination of the gas accuracy at those very low levels plus the convenience required is really the key issue that technology needs to overcome. And that's why we've had to come up with a brand new approach, which includes a bunch of new technologies in order to provide that combination of both accuracy and convenience. So what would you say is the biggest surprise you found with working in the food tech industry and why? Well, I think the the elephant in the room is just the amount of wasted produce. Like it is incredible. We work on all sorts of different projects and we're involved in lots of different things where we make a pretty sizable impact. But in this particular application, just the, the sheer quantity of produce that's wasted is incredible. You know, so some of the figures that I've seen indicate that up to half of all fruit and veggies produced are wasted. And I've read figures in the US alone, it's worth about $200 billion dollars. Uh, of food wasted every year and fresh produce is a significant part of that so it's just uh that's pretty amazing and until we were involved in this project i didn't realize just how big this issue actually is yeah it's kind of hard to wrap your head around really so from where you stand what would you identify as being one of the biggest pain points or blind spots in the food supply industry well, I think that because food has been so plentiful in Western countries for so long and to a large extent so cheap, we've really been taking this wastage for granted. It's really seen as a cost of doing business, you know, so if you're paying for two bananas to get one, as an example, due to the food wastage associated with it. But I think as the population grows, it's just not going to be viable to keep throwing away half of the food that's produced. We just don't have the arable farming land to support it. And we're going to have to get much, much smarter about overall efficiency. Hmm. Yeah. I think the unconscious behaviors of both consumers and businesses, unfortunately, really are a huge contributing factor to avoidable food waste practices. So has the COVID pandemic and the quarantine that's come with it had any effect on your day-to-day operations for better or worse? So look, I think it's definitely affecting lots of businesses differently and we're all getting to spend more time with our families. And for many people, I'm sure it can be a bit of a double-edged sword. So certainly seeing that, you know, amongst in our household and also from some of our team members as well. But look, it hasn't really impacted on our operations too much. A lot of our engineering team can pick up stuff and work from home. We do have some work in the office and that's pretty socially distant. So we're all good there. We do a lot more video conferences, but we did a lot anyway. We were already set up for remote work, so we were in good shape for it. So yeah, look, it's a bit lonelier, a bit more time with the kids, uh, you know, so. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Um, Yeah. until they drive you crazy, then that's when it becomes a problem. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it comes to food loss and sustainability, what's the biggest area related to your role you're curious about and why? 
Or to put it in another way, what are some of the things you're researching the most right now? Look, what I'm really looking forward to seeing is how the post-harvest sensor technology is going to impact on fresh produce wastage and efficiency. I think it's going to be really, really exciting to see the product in the field capturing lots and lots of data and then making some calls and, and insights and seeing how that improves efficiency. So that's certainly something that we'll all be keeping a very close eye on and it's exciting times. Yeah, great. So on the back end of my last question, is there a particular group or innovation within the industry that you're excitedly keeping a watchful eye on and why? Yeah, I'm really interested in how technology, the application of new technologies is going to be used to help impact efficiencies and improvements. In particular, IoT technologies or Internet of Things is what IoT stands for, for those who may not have heard of it. That's really where we get connected devices that can capture data from the field or from wherever they're located and bring them into a central location so you can get a really good idea of what's happening in operations and be able to make very well-informed decisions as to how to make things work better. So the IoT trend is certainly a trend across many industries. We're doing a lot of IoT projects along with post-harvest, and there's just the potential for so many benefits. So that's going to be very interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah, great. So as we come to a close, I just want to ask you, what is the number one takeaway you really want the listeners to absorb from this episode? I'm hoping that listeners understand that food wastage is actually a really big problem and there are technologies that are coming and or, or potentially already here in order to improve it. And I also would like listeners to watch out. Perhaps you'll see a post-harvest gas sensing system in a storage room next time you go and visit. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's all for today's episode of Let's Talk Farm to Fork. Thanks for listening and thank you, Michael, for joining me. Thanks, Mitch. I certainly enjoyed our conversation and look forward to speaking again soon. For any listeners who would like to know more about Post Harvest and our technology, check out the link in the description of this episode. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode and don't forget to leave a review and share with your friends. Until next time, you've been listening to Let's Talk Farm to Fork, a Post Harvest podcast. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Let's Talk Farm to Fork. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, if you would like to learn more about how you can practically play your part in maximizing fruit and vegetable supplies, whether you're a supplier, consumer, or anyone in between the farm-to-fork journey, visit postharvest.com and try out their free online course library today.